0: God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of the prophecy and can gather all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it. As to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, The Chief Center, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't Don't forget forget to subscribe to the Tribe Tribe of Christians Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, the Chief Sinner.
1: Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians Podcast. I'm your host, the Chief Sinner. In a world of seven billion people, how do you get your voice heard by God? In this podcast episode, I'm gonna take you through the gospel book of Luke about how the most least likely man was heard by Jesus amongst a crowd of hundreds. Yesterday, I was at our church's men's ministry meeting, and I sat there looking around the room, observing the men who were sitting with me, and I couldn't help but to sense the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And showing me that there are pastors in this room. There are leaders in this room. There are mighty pillars and mighty men of God in this room. They don't know it, they don't feel it, and they've been burnt and overrun and worn down by life. And it reminded me of why my wife and I created the tribe of Christians in the very first place. There are many men and many women out there who are called and ordained by god but they don't believe it they don't see it they don't feel it because they don't have a platform they don't have an altar to speak from they don't have the title of a pastor or evangelist they don't have the ordination credentials but there are many many out there whom we pass up every single day and we never think twice about them but they are there There are God's very kingdom in the midst of us, his kingdom, his glory, his honor. And I'm here to tell you that if no one else will tell you, if no one else will stop and listen to you for just a moment, if no one else will reach out to you, I'm here right now to listen to you. I am here and I will stop right here in my tracks and find you as God sees you. He hears you. And you're not as the world says you are. You're not as the crowds tell you. But God says to you, I see you. I hear you. And today, God is going to ask you, what do you want me to do for you? What do any one of us truly want? The human heart, the mind, the emotions can be a complicated thing and misleading. So I'm not going to ask you to let your logic lead you. I'm not going to ask you to let your mind or your heart lead you, but I'm going to ask you to let your hope lead you deep down within the very hope that you've been holding on to that hope. Let that lead you. Have you experienced rejection? Have you felt abandoned? Is your life crippled and gripped by the sins of your past or by fear? Do you have a debilitating illness or injury that has prevented you from working? Do you have a brokenness in your life that has kept you behind? Some people find themselves amongst a crowd of people, a multitude of people, wanting and praying just to get a glimpse of Jesus as he is walking by. But they can't see him because they're blind. How can you see Jesus if you are blind? And I tell you, in the very words of Jesus, the red words, the red letters in your Bible says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And some of you... Right now, feel drowned out by the crowds of people around you. And people are cheering and they're yelling at the top of their lungs. But you can't. You can't see. So you're asking, what is happening? And some of you are in the midst of many around you who can see Jesus. They've got it. Life is working out just great for them, but you're blocked out of the way. Something has debilitated you from seeing and experiencing Christ, and life isn't as great for you as it has been for others. And there's a great call upon your life to come. Come and taste and see that the Lord your God is good. How can you taste and how can you see if you're blind? You've gone your entire life being unable. You've been told you can't your whole life. You can't do this. You can't do that. And you tried, but the voices of everybody else around you has drowned you out. You've spent your entire life being defined and being labeled by the crowds around you. But these are the people whom you have lived your entire life at the expense and the extent of their mercy. Dependent upon the mercy to you. Their willingness to give to you. To provide because you can't even do it for yourself. And I want to ask you, how merciful have those people been to you? Have they truly fed you? Have they truly clothed you? Have they encouraged you? How many of those you are at the mercy of have given you that mercy? And sometimes you are blessed by that one or that two with a meal, with finances, but then it's gone just like that, and you're back to right where you were, right where you began, and just waiting. And maybe your debilitation isn't blindness. Maybe it's other things that stood in your way. Maybe it's autism. Maybe it's a mental illness, depression, or anxiety. Maybe it's Parkinson's. Maybe it's fibromyalgia. Maybe it's that paralegic or that you can't walk. Maybe it's arthritis or lupus. Or maybe it's the fact that you're just not like everybody else. And maybe it's a learning disability. So we're going to turn to Luke chapter 18, starting at verse 35, and I want you to picture this. I want you to put your life right here in this story, right where you are, and let it provoke you, let it move you, and let it ask you. Luke chapter 18, starting at verse 35, Luke 18, verse 35, how distant is Jesus to you? How much distance do you feel that there is between you and him? If he were walking right in the midst of you, how far away are you? Where is your hope? And the verse reads, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. Now I want you to see this scene for what it really is. I want you to get a good, clear picture here. Here is a man who is physically disabled, a lifelong debilitating limitation. Most of us who have a disability like this have family, or we have a spouse or a friend that can help us. But those of you who suffer from a disability know that it's not just the physical limitations in all the life's Frustrations that come with that, but you also know the emotional and the mental struggle and the feelings of being a burden. There were times in my life where I just couldn't provide for myself no car, no job. I was living in a desert, isolated from every opportunity that there could be away from walking distance from anything, and I just couldn't. There have been those times where I struggled. To find value and purpose in my life. If I can't even provide for myself, what good am I to myself or to anyone else, to my community? And what else can I even be to God? Those are the thoughts that I struggled with. And I went through a period when I herniated a disc in my lower back from the service, from being in the army. And I couldn't move, I couldn't walk, I couldn't even get up, I couldn't even dress myself. It was painful. And I went through it for nearly six months of being unable. I had to rely on people around me to help me, to use the bathroom, to get me to the doctors. And just the humiliation I felt, the insults, the burden, I felt it, so I know. And here is this man, and I don't know if he has any family or not. I don't know if he has any friends, but what I do know is that the Bible said that he was blind and he was a beggar what person who has family or friends becomes a beggar so it's apparent to me whomever this man once knew that may have been there they're no longer there and he is there sitting on the side of the road just sitting there and everyone else is standing but he's there sitting so he can't even be seen And you see it here in New York City all the time. But rarely is it the blind. Rarely is it the crippled. Usually it's the alcoholic. It's the drug addict. It's the deserter. But here, in this case, it's a blind man. And back then, they didn't have all of the great social programs to help with disabilities like they do now. They didn't. If you were disabled among the Jewish community back then, then you were outcasted. You were outlawed. You were considered impure and unclean. Your illness, your blindness, your injury was associated with sin, impurity, and uncleanliness. And you were judged. And by the law of Moses, these people were outcasted away from their community. An outcast, excommunicated, no longer a part of a community or a family. Now, how many times do we experience something like that personally? We go through something we get sick we experience an injury we get judged and people uh isolate us away from community in the family life is hard it really is especially for the poor the broken the humble the sick the lame and the lepers but jesus has said blessed are those people not cursed but blessed You may not know it right now. You may not feel it right now. You may not see it right now, but you are blessed. Jesus says, blessed are you. The kingdom is yours. Now back to verse 36. Then the man heard the noise of a crowd going past. He asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front of him yelled at him. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. This blind man has been at the mercy of everyone, probably his entire life or the time of his life that he became blind. He's had to rely on others to give to him. But here are the people that he has had to rely on telling him to be quiet. Jesus is walking past him. His one chance, his one opportunity, his one hope to be made well, to have a chance of a future. And if anyone can help him, the Son of David, Jesus, the King, is able to help him. And he's walking right past him, and they're telling him to be quiet. And we like to read these stories about how these celebrities who have money and resources, and they go and they be an answer to somebody's dream or someone's last dying wish. And we like to read these stories about how someone gave their money to help victims of hurricanes and such, and they make us feel good about ourselves. And we'll promote those stories. They'll go viral all over the world online about how someone gave a million dollars away to help hurricane victims. And those are great things, but that's a rare opportunity when the real opportunities are numerous and they're always present. Right in front of us. When I was a kid, my father and my grandmother would take me to these Christmas pageants to watch a live play, a live enactment of the birth and life of Jesus. And one year we went to one of the Christmas plays at Houston's First Baptist Church about Jesus, and we were sitting on the lower first level of this huge mega church, kind of in front towards the stage, and there is this part. This one part in the play where Jesus walks out from the back of the auditorium to, and he's walking through the aisles. And all the children that are in this play, that they're, they're running up to him and he's just hugging them and picking them up and they're laughing. And, and I saw that from where I was and I believed that it was really Jesus. I shot up out of my chair faster than lightning and I started to run to him. And my father grabbed me as I was going down the aisle and he said to me, that's not really Jesus. That's not really him. And he was kind of chuckling to himself. And it was kind of funny, but I want to ask you, are there people around you who are telling you to be quiet, that are pulling you back from going after Jesus, that are telling you that it's not real, it'll never work? Don't worry yourself over it. Verse 38. So the man began shouting even louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that that man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? The most astonishing part about this passage of scripture, about this story right here, about this man, is that despite the man was sitting down and couldn't have been seen, and despite the large amounts of people yelling for Jesus in the crowd, all of the voices out of all of the people, but Jesus heard him. He heard him. I will never get over those three words right there in verse 40. Jesus heard him. The largest struggle is just to be heard, just to be found, just to be listened to. Thousands upon thousands of people spend their entire lives just trying to get in front of somebody who can help them, someone who can hear them. In the movie, In the Pursuit of Happiness, actor Will Smith, we see him going through all these hoops and bounds just to get into the same distance and atmosphere within reach of a man of an employer who could listen and hear him, that had the ability to give him a chance, a shot. Recent movie about the life of Bart Miller from the band Mercy Me. In the movie I Can Only Imagine, Bart spent countless hours sending out demo tapes, putting himself in front of people who could hear and listen to him. We spend so much time putting ourselves at the mercy of other people just trying to get heard. So how... Do you get near to Jesus, the son of David? How do you get your voice heard by Jesus amongst a world of a million voices? Most of us are struggling with the fact of even believing that Jesus exists. We struggle with the idea of believing in God in the creator of the universe. That love exists and listens to us. We can't even get past the doubts of the Bible. That it's truly God's workmanship, his very word. We can't believe in something that's perfect, right? Because perfection doesn't exist, but it does. It exists through Christ and it exists through God's word. Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 13, it says, People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. That word, indignant, means to show feelings of anger and surprise because of being treated unfairly. The Greek word for indignant translates to grieve and become moved. So Jesus is moved by humility. When we are treated unfairly or ignored by others, Jesus is moved to act on our behalf. Don't retaliate, don't take it upon your own hands, but be humble as these children are. You can't look at the world the way that the world sees itself. You can't look at life the way the world lives life. If you do that, then you're never going to see Jesus. You'll never hear Jesus. You will never get it. God blesses those who are poor and realizes their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So how do you get heard by the King of Kings? How does your voice stand out to him? From among a crowd of people there are over seven billion people living right now on the planet earth amongst us how do you stand out from seven billion people the man began shouting son of david have mercy on me you have to qualify your qualification isn't based upon your strengths your qualifications aren't your abilities they are not your credentials they are not your experiences but your qualification is this Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are poor. Blessed are those who are contrite in spirit and spirited in heart. Your faith in Christ, your heart for God, is your qualification. Your humility is your qualification, which stands out in a sea of people. You can't see. Wonderful. You are blessed. You can't walk. Wonderful. You are blessed. You're poor. Beautiful. You're even more blessed. Not like those who are standing and shouting at you to be quiet. Jesus didn't acknowledge those people. He acknowledged the blind man who was sitting, physically humbled in position to those who were standing over him. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and he ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God and all who saw it and praised God too. Now, this blind man could have asked Jesus for anything. He could have gained, the blind man gained the intention of God of creation, God of the universe, Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Jesus has everything. He isn't limited. He is unlimited. And so this blind man could have asked Jesus for anything that he wanted, and Jesus would have given it to him. But the man didn't ask for money. A beggar, a professional beggar who begged for money his entire life, who had asked every single person who walked past him for money. But the professional beggar didn't beg Jesus. He didn't do that. He didn't beg him for money. No, this blind man, his heart was set upon salvation and eternal things. He didn't ask to be, he didn't even ask to be healed. He said, I want to see. The man wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to look at Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. So his heart cried out. Everyone else got to see Jesus, but he was blinded. So he said, I want to see. At that moment in his life, the most important and valuable thing to him was to see Jesus. And the sight of Jesus changed his entire life. And how interesting and beautiful it is that the very first thing that this man got to see was the sight of Jesus notice the next verse after jesus said receive your sight the very next verse what does it say instantly the man could see and he followed jesus praising god what did he do with the gift that was given to him he chose to follow jesus he chose to praise god but he did it in his heart long before he was able to physically see the crowd that had rebuked this man is now praising the miracle that Jesus has done for the man. And Jesus said in Luke 14, 11, the red words, the red letters in your Bible for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. If you are humbled, you are blessed. You are more blessed than the person who has and the, that person who is exalted. Believe in Jesus, have faith in Jesus. He is the King, He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Praise, honor, and glory belong to Him forever and ever. Amen. Your life is very significant. You may be unable, but Jesus is able. He is. Your life may be sitting on the ground, just like that blind beggar, surrounded by multitudes of people, but you are a pillar for the people around you the man had been relying upon the support of all these people around him to survive but yet jesus made this man a former beggar into a pillar of faith for the people around him it changed his life and i promise you it changed the lives of those for around him for the rest of their lives too your life is a pillar your life is a foundation for the lives around you jesus is your strength he is your joy he is your answer your prayer be like this blind man this beggar don't heal me lord just simply speak your hope your prayer is jesus your request is jesus i want to see what else has value what else can compare what else matters if there is anything in your life right now that is or has prevented you from seeing and experiencing jesus then i want you to pray it out loud right now with me oh dear heavenly father i thank you so much for who you are for your son jesus for your holy spirit and for your word holy are you and holy is your name your kingdom come your will be done right here in my life as it is where you are in heaven thank you for providing for me this day please forgive me of my sins as i forgive those who have sinned against me oh dear lord deliver me away from evil lead me not into temptation oh Jesus I want to see oh Heavenly Father I want to see I pray in the name of Jesus that you remove every obstacle in my life that has prevented me from experiencing you and has prevented me from walking my life with you and may my life be a pillar of faith for all of those around me that you may be honored and glorified in Jesus name Amen You can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Please like and share this episode to help spread the gospel message. And don't forget to subscribe to get further updates. This concludes this episode's podcast. I am the Chief Sinner with the Tribe of Christians. And may God continue to bless you and be with you.